Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Welcome to another episode of G'day MMA, you bastards. Yeah. Exciting card that happened. Not that, I mean, kind of strange, really. Uh, I, was a, I was a little bit let down. I think everybody was a little bit let down from uh, Holland doing whatever it was that he was doing. Um, boy, is there a lot of potential in him, but boy, was yeah. there a lot of crazy mistakes made on his behalf. And I'm not talking about the yeah. talking. The talking didn't bother me. I'm very aware. I, I'm like, this guy's on another, uh, he's another kind of human that can run his mouth. I bet you when he's sparring, I bet you when he's, I bet you that dude talks the whole time. He does yeah. things all the time. So I don't think that lost the fight. I think like not having like any sort of uh, answer to the wrestling. Get or? back up game. Yeah. yeah. Like not even really, it seemed like a little uneducated even. Like I didn't see him going for things that I was like, at least try something you know it seemed like yeah. he just was lying there talking and throwing those little slappy things to the ear and i'm like what's that gonna get you yeah well we saw we saw pieces of this in the uh tiago with the tiago santos i believe the huge guy with the hammer on his chest yep, yep. that was i think who kevin holland made his ufc debut against which is a huge test to go on on pay-per-view Wait. That's a different weight class. Well, he was at 185 in the beginning, Santos. Oh, yeah. And so he made his debut against that guy uh, on pay-per-view. Wait, he's not light heavyweight? On the May card. Uh, well, this one was at middleweight, but Santos used to be at 85 as well. Before oh, my he bad. To a vibe. My yeah. bad. So Holland, what I was getting at, though, Holland did the same thing against Santos. He was kind of just like, okay to stay underground because he's very good at not taking a tremendous amount of damage yeah. from the guard. And he, like you said, he does those peppering ears, open hand shots to the ear. But nonetheless, you're losing the fight. That's the main, yeah. That's losing the, the biggest fight. part about it is whatever you're doing, great. It's it's very cool that you can stay there and not yeah. get that much damage. But 
I thought you were here to win the fight. There's got to be a sense of urgency at some point. So watching the fight, everybody's speculating. I'm on Twitter and I'm watching it yeah. and everybody's going, does he have a game plan? Is there something that he's trying to do? And the only reasonable thing that I could see that he wanted to do was tire down Brunson for the first three rounds. Make him work a lot to take you down and not take that much damage. Turn it up in rounds three and four and try to get a finish in there. But the only way to make that type of strategy work is to make Brunson work hard when he's on the ground. Yeah. Make him take you down, but don't let him recover and rest, right? Yeah. He takes you down, he expends a lot of energy, then you pop right back up. Make scramble. him take you down again, scramble, exactly. There was no urgency, there was no scramble. And then if you let somebody take you down and recover for two and a half minutes while throwing shots, they're not getting that tired. You both are equally getting tired yeah. and you're losing the fight. If he would have got up and down, up and down, up and down a number of times, it would have made Brunson work harder. The, the person taking you down has to work extremely hard. Falling down is not that hard. So it, it, he didn't create that scramble in there to tire Brunson down. So it didn't really create the effect in the fourth and the fifth round that he might have been able to do that strategy of tiring him down in the early rounds, going for the kill in the, in the last round. He stayed with the strategy the entire time. And it's just got to be that focus, man. It's got to be sharp. He's a talker. But to be in the fourth round losing a fight... And still talking to Khabib, he needs to flip the switch sooner. Uh, I mean, there was a, he rocked him in the third, I think it was. Yeah, yeah. And, one of those rounds he was and hurt. didn't jump on it anywhere near. There, there was a clear window there for victory. And you grappled, you stepped in. Like, that was, I feel like Habib's live feed, I saw it where he was like, <laughs> he was streaming. You, need, you need footwork, more footwork. <laughs> and, and I was like, yeah, you know what? You really do. Cause you, yeah. like you, when you throw that hard and over, like overshoot and then land in the dudes, like you, you kind yeah. of like giving him a takedown by putting your whole body onto him. Yeah, like he was that. off balance and stuff. Right, yeah. because he put in too much on every shot. Like you didn't have to do any of that. I felt like I could see his feet slipping on the mat a lot because I'm yeah. like, you're just pushing over the top too much. Like he could have, he could have won that fight. To me, it looked like uh, I'm very happy for Bronson because everyone mm. tries to, uh, you know, sell him out or he's like the gatekeeper. And it's like, yeah, yeah look, here's our new hero that we're going to make money off, off your face. And no, he denied that. But it was also very apparent that Holland was the more talented athlete. He's just... Um, I don't like Dana saying that he had a mental breakdown. I don't think he had a mental fucking breakdown. Yeah. I think he's just not not good enough, not and and so full of energy. Like he was talking after he lost the fight, clearly knew mm -hmm. he lost the fight. He was still yapping through the cage at Habib like, "What if, what could have I done?" Like give it like you still upbeat about it. Even if he hadn't talked the entire fight and he would have been completely focused, he probably would have got out wrestled anyway. Is that kind of what you Definitely. How you think? Yeah. I, I I do as well, man. I mean, you don't have the jujitsu and you don't have the wrestling. He's, he he does have decent jujitsu. Why but, not use it to get up? Right. But he doesn't use it the right way. He uses it to, to not take tremendous damage. Are and he'll you saying go for that him. he could have he has the ability to scoop back to the cage and and get back to his feet, but he chose to stay there like that. I guess you could say that, right? Because why was he not doing it? Because he has he has good jujitsu. I believe he's a brown belt, and uh, and you can see him throwing up submissions. He knows what he's doing on the ground. I just don't think he's doing the right thing. He doesn't have the right game plan where it says yes, like you just mentioned. Get get your back to the cage. Get an underhook, overhook. Try to put one base hand and stand up, and then put your forehead in his face and circle off the cage. He's too content to stay there and laugh and kind of spark conversation <laughs> with his opponent and make it seem like 
I'm not in any, any danger and I'm not I'm not scared about what you're doing. I'm not scared about this attack that you're that you're hitting me with. But you're losing the fight nonetheless. Okay, that makes me think, what about coaching-wise? Because he won't stop talking. How is he supposed to hear anything that the coaches are saying? Yeah. And I and I got the feeling in between rounds that he wasn't listening to any of them. I would I would love to know more about the coaching dynamic. I apologize. I don't uh I don't know what camp he comes out of and stuff. I didn't look into it, but it's got to be an interesting dynamic where his coaches are there and he respects them, but they have to know that there must be a dynamic between them where they're thinking, all right, we know we only have, we only get this much out of Kevin when it comes to like, hey, talk back. Right, listen obviously. To you know what I mean? He does his own thing. So we just got to kind of right. steer him in the right gotta direction. You got to say like one or two words? Yes, because he's talking the entire time. Right. I mean, in between rounds, he was having a conversation with Khabib. How are you listening to a coach? Yeah. I would love, I mean, look, we brought on that same card, James Cross. James Cross, a young coach, a, a young fighter. He's the one, James Cross was the one who um, who was coaching Dawson, who had that incredible comeback. Oh, wow. Table. James Cross got in there and was just, just tearing him up. Listen to me, you're losing this fight. I need something big. No more dicking around, this and that. Sometimes you need that guy to get in your face, that Teddy Atlas, to, 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 you know, to be the fireman. And I think at this point in his career, Kevin Holland is so good, so talented, but making mental errors, he needs a coach that can get up in his face and steer him in the right direction. I I complete. I feel like when he started talking through the cage after the first round to Khabib, somebody should have grabbed him aggressively and said, "What the Enough. fuck? Yeah, like Enough. get. Let's go. Let's yeah. Like yeah. We didn't all fly here and get a bunch of tests they so that you could have a fucking nightclub conversation with the greatest 100%. retired fighter alive. What are you doing? You're losing a huge opportunity in your life. And let's not forget the fact that when you bring coaches with you, you're saying, "Hey, I need to take you away from your family and your work." Sparring partners week. that you did damage to, like everything, everybody so, that gave to you. So I, I'm not obviously we're not trying to come down hard on Holland, but. He's a talent. He's a ball of talent, and he's and the we, UFC was ready to make him a fucking a star. giant star. He's he's hilarious. He's funny, but he gave up a huge opportunity. So I hope he goes back to the drawing board and says, "All right, how can I balance being a fun guy? I'm a talker. I'm a talker, um, but still get the job done." And you know, one little thing that I noted that that may have may have messed him up. He's been a talker already, but the UFC really promoted it all week. They were showing every one of his fights that yeah. all the talking, all yeah. the talking, all the talking. And I feel like it fueled him. I feel like he saw the videos and, and that people know me as a talker. I'm going to come into the press conference talking more than ever. When he walked into the arena, the, the, the lights came on. He, I he saw did him. a fucking cartwheel on the way. Yes. He was cartwheel for the thing. He, he, when, when, when he walked into the arena, he goes, go, go. Okay. Yeah. And then he starts rapping the whole way in. He felt like he had to live up to this expectations wow. of I'm a crazy wild man. Yeah. And I do. And I don't care about anything. And he was so in tune to this character that he created, fulfilling the fans, uh, 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 how they see him in this character, that he forgot about the main goal ahead is winning the damn fight. That's what got you here. That's yeah. what got the eyes on you, man. That's what allowed you to figure out who you were as a fighter and a person. So he just needs to go back and figure out, look, this is what got me here was fighting hard. I talked, but I finished fights, man. You can't go into fights like that saying, I'm just going to go to the ground and talk to Khabib the whole time. I let this thing slip out of my... Out of my fingertips. Yeah, keep talking, but also scramble, get back up. That would get have been if you had been talking and and, and Very scrambling simple. to get back up, get you back on the cage, stand up. At least stand up and get taken down again. You didn't even try to stand up. Didn't have to be high level. It just had to be get back up yeah. and don't and when you get the ground, scramble up. Scramble and with up. a guy with that much energy that's doing cartwheels at the Wayne's, scramble. You are like the highest, like skilled scrambling athletical yeah. guy. Athletic dude. Do, use it. 
Yeah. You know, sitting there Don't talking. Don't settle for the takedown. He would close his guard right away. So, uh, I'll go real quick to the the married couple. Yeah. The, the buys. They buys. both lost. Uh, yeah. I know that the Tough husband night. got kicked in the dick. And the <laughs> first strike Man. was in the dick. And then, and then a few minutes later, poked in the eye. A rough night. It really was. I felt like that threw him off and and yeah. that kind of he never really bounced back from that cuz he Tough. looked good he did have some some moments where i was like he's this guy's not just here for being married to that other girl which yeah. i was originally a little suspect on well they both won on the contender series but maybe i see what you're saying i see look we have one of the married couples in here if, if the, either one of them put on a good performance let's sign them both it's, let's it's have a little it. bit of a cm punk thing yeah you know, the, you know like, it, yeah it, it, it's something no that's offense to them because these two are obviously real fighters and, Total and, and, offense to CM Punk. And, and you can't fight. You're fake. Fight me whenever. I'll fight but, you right. <laughs> but 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 to back up what you're saying, look, they did put them on the same card, so there is kind of a reason that they, you know, that that they're, they're using this to kind of promote them. Um, they they're on the same card, so they wanted to kind of use that angle a bit. But tough way to come into a fight. You get fouled twice, and then to be and honest, then her and then his wife gets put in a schoolyard headlock oh for my God, three rounds. Show. Imagine that frustration. I'd rather get kicked in the dick over and over again. That was so <laughs> what was her bad. Name? Uh, Caneo, uh, the one that kept putting buys in there. I'm trying to. Canela, Montserrat. Yeah. Montserrat. Yeah, Montserrat. She, she had like say three, her first name. That's that's her. First she had name. Like what's her last three name? Three different names. Canejo, right? Oh Canejo, wow, yeah. Katie's really good at saying stuff. I know. I'm so Montserrat Canejo. Mm -hmm. What well, she she was she's a wrestler, right? And, Re she, and, did you, and she did you, she went into the fight saying, and she, did she spit? That's allegedly what I happened. Know. You didn't hear that? I know. I saw it, and so I watched the replay again. And um, man, body language wise, it sure looks like she's trying to spit. Um, but oh, she denied excuse me. it. It's Ruiz. Her last name is Ruiz. Right. So. I know. I lo I'm looking at the card right now, and they have Canejo. But uh, then I there's like three different names that she went by during that. So she's uh, a crazy looking lady. She got I was like, man, this she's lady, like machete or something. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, those crazy neck tattoos, and and she looks like she has no neck because of the neck tattoos. Yeah, it's like a little head. And and, and as soon she's as she got little arms, I was like, you know what? I could tell without knowing anything about this lady how she's gonna fight because it ain't gonna be uh, striking from a distance. She she's has gonna no be arms. up in the inside. How yeah. the hell am my hand gonna touch your face? They only go to about here. Yeah. So and she, she wants that. to she get goes, a hold of you and then grab. Yeah, yeah. But man, to have, I don't know, you know way more about jujitsu, but somebody yeah. has a schoolyard takedown like that. Yeah. And then they do it, I think maybe two or three times in the first round. Yeah. And then in the second round, and you're up against the cage and she starts to work that arm up. Do you. Doing it again, right? Do you it's some? Do you believe that there's people that you go, oh my God, not, not again, but their level of what they have. You yeah. have no choice, and you just get put in it over and over again. Is this a thing that it can that can happen at their level? Well, I guess you. <clears throat> excuse me. I, I would say the, the the discrepancy in in the grappling was that drastically different. I thought Baez was a tremendous striker when she came out. She had pop on her punches. She looked yep. really good throwing combos, but uh, her opponent Kinejo, she was just so good in that one area. She's already a, a good wrestler, but then she's probably like, I mean, she's probably got a thousand reps in that 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 scarf choke hand and arm. Throw and when she gets down to the ground, that's just her strong suit. You saw, I saw in some of her other fights, she had all her other girls, all her other opponents in that same position. Oh, that's what she does. So that's her go to. Oh, that's okay. her go to. That's the Ronda Rousey arm bar for her, right? Oh, she, this okay. is her go to position. She probably gets this a million Which means times. She would have seen tape on this. 
You, you think she would have worked some type of defense. And I'm not saying Baez didn't work the proper defense, but you saw the evolution of her defense get better during the fight. Because in the beginning, I was thinking, well, you need to get that first hook in. She wasn't getting her hook in. Then after that, she needed to work her lower body uh, like a pendulum swing, getting momentum. And the pendulum swing to momentum over, right? would then sweep her, which she finally got one, it. Only one time, though. She, right. She finally got it in the third round. So it's just, it, I, I think it was Kaneo's best move. Yeah. And I think Baez... By the third round, sort of getting better at defending it. By that time, it was a little bit too late. But after the fight, these women were not happy with one another. And I don't know if she spit, but um, God, I would have just, as funny as it sounds, man, I would have wanted to see a fourth round. Although I, I fear that it would have been another scarf choke for five minutes, unfortunately. I feel like um, I felt a little frustrated for Baez because I thought, I thought being in that for a long period of time and then when the fight ends, she kind of disrespects you after always I thought so too after holding you there the whole time it's like you won the fight why are you rubbing yeah. it why are you rubbing it in you know she kept sticking the bird at her and then uh they were like dancing and whatever you know it's you can't hate on somebody for celebrating but you could tell there was some some bad taste going on um at the end of it with her with the celebration um tough night for the Bice family though yeah the Next fight, the well, wait, we did we skipped song and Griffin. That was yeah. crazy. Yo, Griffin, Griffin punched that guy. I mean, song <laughs> was knocked out. I watched it a couple of times. Yeah. He was knocked out, but then the last punch that was directly in the back of the skull. Oh yeah, and, like directly in the there was that didn't get no ears. My and friend. that, that was, one punch that sent him flying. Yeah, yo, Max Griffin. I gotta say, this guy's in my weight division. And quick backstory on Max Griffin. When I was in the UFC, Max Griffin wasn't quite in the UFC. We had fought some similar opponents. One of my opponents fell out. He tweeted one time, I'll jump in. I'll fight I'll fight Joe Ban. I'll take Joe Ban out. And I remember seeing the tweet. And I went back and said, no, man, I appreciate that uh, you're a go, uh, go-getter. But you're not taking me out, dude. Uh, you're not taking me out. And so we went back and forth a couple times. We Ugh. ended the conversation pretty much going, I'll see you one day in the UFC. Since then, I've become a fan of this guy. You know, like, I... I he never, he never, he never is uh, super disrespectful. He just says, "Look, I'll fight anybody, anywhere." Right. Type of guy. Right. And he did that with me. We had that that uh, that that occurrence, um, and we moved on. And now watching him like flourish in the UFC. Now his first fight in the UFC was against um, what's his name? The uh, the hardcore used to use MAGA as his thing. Uh, 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 oh, Colby uh, Covington. Covington. Thank you. Kobe Covington was his first fight, and Kobe Covington ground and pounded him into the mat. It was a his such first fight was Kobe first fight. Co- yes, Kobe wasn't quite the name yet, but, but Kobe still. was just hardcore wrestler with endless gas tank. Fights Griffin, Griffin debut, takes Griffin down, splits him open like five places with elbows for 15 minutes. I think the ref stopped the fight. You didn't know how Griffin was going to do after that. Since then, Griffin has turned it on, man. Griffin has looked amazing. He he's got big wins over a couple guys. Um. And this is two in a row that I, he finished a guy and knocked him out. Griffin's on a tear, and I liked his call out. I'm trying to remember exactly. He he called out he called out that guy that won the boy just beat Jeff Neal. Jeff Neal, oh, okay. Southpaw guy um, uh, out of Texas, and uh, a really good striker, really hard hitter. Just came off of his first main event, so I think that would be a fun fight though. If Griffin gets Neal. Two bangers in the welterweight division coming up, man. Um, but congrats to Griffin, man. He's yeah. doing his thing right now. He looked great. Yanez Lopez. Yo, this Yanez kid. Been That's watching crazy, him for right? a minute. He fought uh, Kyle Estrada from Saxon Muay Thai. Yeah. And it was a close fight. It could have gone either way. I think I cornered him on that fight. And then he also fought a guy from Black House on the Contender Series and unfortunately knocked the guy out on the, uh, from Black House who I trained with. But um, since then, man, he's been in UFC 
just putting people away. His hands are crazy. Smooth, right? Some people I just they they throw in a certain way. Uh early, like a really good boxer. Really good boxer, smoother with it. Um early Robbie Lawler days, but I think a little more technical than Robbie. Robbie was yeah. a bit of a brawler early, but Robbie had this smooth type of combo work that he used uh, to do. Yeah. Um and, and Yanez has a bit of that. They're comparing him to like um Jorge Mazadov, like his yeah, style. Yeah, because he has that little yeah. He has a footwork against fast feet. Yeah, and he's very good. That 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 like check hook and that that slide out counter right hand that he took yeah. uh Lopez out with. He's good, man. He's got potential. I think he needs a um people love his fighting style. I it's think if he starts awesome. bringing a little bit more on the microphone as well, he could be a star because everybody loves this guy. Every time I've worked this show, it doesn't matter if it's Bisbing or DC or whoever. Big, big dogs in the UFC. They still show love to him. It's not like, oh, he's a new guy. Let's, you know, they they say, oh, this guy, this is somebody you have to watch. So he's got the UFC's attention right now. He needs he needs to keep going with it. Uh, speaking of star power, Tai Tuivasa has that. He has that star power. <laughs> His interview before the weekend where someone said, you know, eyes on the title. And he's like, I think I blew that one a while ago, don't you think? Yeah. Like made a joke about how there's no chance he would be anywhere near there. He's like, I just drink piss and punch <laughs> people in the face. And I was like, yeah. if I, as a guy that, the, I mean, in, in skateboarding, I wasn't the best guy. You got to mm -hmm. find your angle to stay in the game. Yeah. If I'm Dana White, I don't know Dana White that well, but I do know him and I see how athletes are treated in the UFC, whether they're the best guy or the most exciting guy that can work out for you. If you're really good looking, you know what I mean? There's, there's little angles here. You could have a wife that's just as good and you both get in the same card. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying that's the case. I don't Maybe, know what you're talking about. But this guy is exciting and this guy wants to do fights that – Yeah. Uh, it's 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 like uh, and I don't want to disrespect Tuivasa, but he's like a Mike Perry, but you know Mike Perry blew it. I in my opinion, yeah. By but Tuivasa is a, a banger. Idiot. He's exciting to yeah. throw him on any pay per view. His leg main... kicks are exciting. Yeah, yeah. Everything power. he throws is exciting. Big power in those kicks. And he's a fun interview, and he's and and, uh, as and he's got as the I, shoey thing going, right? I was gonna shoey. do one today. I don't. I was gonna do like yeah. a, a fake because I don't drink. But yeah. I was like, he's not going to appreciate that. Sparkling water in a... He won't appreciate a sparkling water in, in a, a shoe. stiletto. <laughs> I, I, well, that'd be easier. Cause I don't want to drink out of my shoe either. I, know, I don't want to drink out of my shoes so either. I don't have new ones like Tui Vasa has. <laughs> but I, uh, the Han Sucker guy, short notice and not having any... Um, it looked like his ability was... Uh, he was looking to punch as well. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, that's a really... Good matchup. For Tuivasa? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Great you know, matchup. Brandon. I'll give you a short notice striker who wants who's to not tall and sit in the pocket with you. Harry yeah. Hunsucker, shout out. Yeah. Harry Hunsucker. He's a great guy yeah. who, yep, definitely got a throttling. Um, but I'm so happy for Tuivasa. <laughs> kind of a porn star. Name. I just totally. wanted, to, I know, it's ridiculous. <laughs> I just want Tuivasa to be a star. I want him to get, you know, just. Yeah, get, he's fun. Get I him think, a t shirt. I know? think he did a, uh, a, a shoey with uh, Megan Olivi in the, um, Post fight interview after nice. or something, but that's his thing. I yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't take somebody else's shoe either, unless they were wearing like some very nice new shoes. That's which, what I'm saying. If it was like Brendan Schaub's shoe, I'll take it. I'll drink <laughs> right, it. Right, because that. he probably only wears them once. He and probably then, only just put them on. One, yeah, just right. bought them. Pop the fat tag. Joe. I would drink right. out of fat, fat Joe's Joe? shoe. Why it, fat Joe? Because he only wears them like one time. He wears them. One, oh, he's got yeah. a massive shoe collection. Yeah. Well, so any you know massive shoe collection, yeah. guys. I'll do shoeies out of their shoe. It's got the new car scent. It's yeah. Still, yeah. Okay. I get you. I, I but like uh, like Kevin so, Holland. Yeah, I would drink out of Kevin Holland's Kevin shoe. Holland. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, like uh, uh, Habib. 
I would never drink out of his shoe. <laughs> he, he, he ran. And I, I want to clarify. It's not because I'm trying to make me because I'm tattoo guy racist. I don't, that's tattoo not why. Guy I, that guy doesn't care about his shoes. Yeah. That guy's probably been wearing the Reeboks that Dana gave him like three years ago. I'm not drinking out of that. Don't drink out of my shoes. I still keep all my fight night shoes. See? I haven't bought shoes in six years probably. So Right. Note yeah. to self. Yeah. Shoe collector. That's who we're looking for. Okay. So uh, the girl fight. Who cares? Let's get into the Santos <laughs> Dawson. It wasn't that great of a fight. I didn't like yeah. it. Chasson, she uh, she what? controlled the fight over Renew, uh, Macy, most of yeah. the fight. Yeah, but let's get to what we worked on today because we did some uh, we did some science. We here. did some science for you guys. That's right. We're we working hard. G'day MMA, breaking it down. What is the best hammer fist if you swing down? Because obviously in this fight, Dawson wins by uh, being in a potential leg lock, but yeah. not really. And then instead of trying to scramble or spin out of it. He decides to just throw a hammer fist, but at first he went for broken. It looked like a hammer off. fist, but if you watch it, it's actually it's a hammer fist that swings to yeah. the side at the last second and catches him perfectly on the side of the jaw, like a really hurt him. Yes, I think it was the second one that knocked him out, and then he got two or three more after that. Yeah, but we decided to try hammer fists on melons. And then, of course, there's the hammer fist swing down, and then there's the over the top, yeah, punch, which traditional is, ground and pound kind of, right? Which is the most powerful strike out of those two particular strikes? And then, of course, if you did the people's elbow, what would that be like? <laughs> would that actually do damage? Right, tune in. Right, the science Find out right now. Watch it right now. Is it? Can the people's elbow be used in actual mixed martial arts? Looks like I answered your question. Yeah. Dana White. This is very interesting. Now. Look at this. Look at my video. People's elbow. Think about ticket sales. People's elbow on CM Punk. Last fight. CM Punk gets one more fight. Me, slow-mo. Think about the highlight reel. Wrestle guy, wrestle guy. Shut up, wrestle guy. Get the fuck out of here with your wrestling contract. I'd pay money for it. Right? I'd pay money to see it, man. Come really on, would. Dana White. Let's be smart here. Instead of getting married good. couples, let's get old <laughs> radio personalities. Would you to... leave the buys out of this, damn it? I'm sorry, but the buys got me with that. I've listened. One, one of you had to win or it's bullshit. It's How could night. you both lose? It's almost it's like a tough you... night. I'm sorry. I'm but you know sorry, what? I but I'm not. People's elbow, if we're getting very technical here, people's elbow would be possibly considered a 12 to 6, which is illegal. Oh. So you would have to kind of just look, this, the, the smallest. Oh, wait, I did an illegal strike? Well, you would just have to angle it. You You're just saying to, the, the, the video that we posted on this. We're going to have to look Anybody at wants it. to watch us on YouTube, that'd be really appreciative too. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you'd see the slow mo of me dropping the people's elbow. I would like to get like. Um, referee i mean the referee of the ufc's yeah. opinion of if i was to do that to say a cm punk would that be a legal blow mm. see it's funny the, the original illegal blow was doing something similar to what we did uh, out there with the melons where they were breaking bricks like this the late night yes oh, okay espn three at two in the morning yeah. stuff right boom and they said whoa those breaks 10 bricks what would it do to somebody's eye so we have to take those those are too dangerous right and so that's where the 12 to 6 came from, where they said, this is illegal, but the slicing elbow is not illegal. So it really makes no difference because this is illegal 12 to 6, but let's say you went, uh, what am I trying to say, 1 to 7 or some shit? That would be legal. It's just uh, it's a very odd thing. So we'll take a look at the video, and you might have to make an adjustment if you it do might fight CM Punk with the angle of that people's elbow. 
Oh, well. Still like fun. and subscribe. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting good at it, see? Yeah, it's going to work out for us. Mm -hmm. Okay, so this weekend, huge card, yeah, humongous. Man. And I feel like it's not that exciting. In a, I mean, it's very exciting that Francis Agano is going to throw punches at somebody. Mm -hmm. But I don't, I just feel like. You think he's going to get taken down again? I think for sure he's going to get taken down again. And or I watched the repeatedly. fight. He got hit. Stipe took shots from Francis. Yeah. It's not this. If he touches you, you're gone. I it's, agree. It's the fear of being hit is not quite. If you there. watch him, and yeah. you, and even if you like get caught a little bit and you catch it a little bit, and you're Stepe Miocic, yeah, you won't get knocked down. Yeah, because I the the last time they fought, he got he got landed on. Yeah, more his than eye one was time. messed up. And 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 I even uh, shout out to uh, Numbers MMA on Instagram. They've done a bunch of stuff for me, but they was they I saw they had some numbers on it. And um, man, where did I write this down at? But it was like. 20 to 60, uh, uh, Stipe outlanded uh, Francis Ngannou. Yeah. 60 strikes compared to Francis's 20 significant strikes. But even that 20 significant strikes, you saw Stipe's eye at the end of the fight. It, I will was, it say, was messed up. I will say this, and this is the most exciting part of the fight, is the first two minutes of the fight, it's just Francis is, is so powerful and at full steam, full capacity, full speed. Yeah. That's sketchy. I don't care how good you are. That's sketchy. Those first couple of combos that he whizzes at you, those are terrifying moments. But obviously, Stipe, I already witnessed him. Remember, he got backed up against the cage, got caught for a second, and whoop, 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 and, and made it look. I was like, oh. Stipe had beautiful head movement, right? Right. The he, head movement, the defense was on point. Well, a lot of people, they shell up, and they get caught by Francis. Stipe was bobbing and weaving and slipping and rolling and then circling. You could hear his yep. corners the entire time. Get off the cage. Get off yep. the cage. He's only in there. He evades three shots. He circles back to the outside. Right. That's got to be the same method for beating him again when he's back, when, when he's in trouble, when he's on defense. Evade the shots, circle back to the center of the octagon. On offense, it's got to be take him down again. Take yep. Francis down, tire him down, make him carry your weight, yep. and let his arms get heavier and heavier throughout the fight. Do you think that uh, Francis can can be with people that could teach him a better wrestling ability in the, since the last fight so much so that he could stuff Stipe's shots. They have, they fought a while back, right? Yeah, it's it been a, a minute now. It's yeah. been a minute. And we've seen Francis evolve. Not necessarily. We don't see Francis double legging people, but we've seen him get better as a fighter. Uh, just become the caliber athlete where we go, this is the baddest man on the planet. He just needs to not get taken down by Stipe and he can yeah. prove it. I do think so. I do think he's been an extreme couture. He's been working on his wrestling. He's been working on his entire MMA game. But more significantly, I really feel like he needs to come in somewhat lean in this fight. When they first fought, he was tipping the scales at like 263. Oh, near okay. the heavyweight limit. So he's, he fought, tried to be faster. He was big. Yeah, he was a big man. And, 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 and Stipe is a guy that comes in around 235, 240. He's yeah. that ideal heavyweight where I'm... 240 middle of the division type weight, but I'm strong enough, but I'm fast enough to compete with everyone. Yeah. And Stipe does that. He does that well. He strikes very well. He mixes in his takedowns well. Francis, normally when you say, I'm going against a grappler, I want to be heavy. But I feel like that weight, when you get taken down and you're carrying that extra 10 pounds and you got to get back up every single time, it, it, it weighs Francis down. It gets him tired. Okay. I'd like to see Francis come in this fight 255, 250 in that yeah. area. A little bit trimmer. And then you, he could be a guy that if he's going to get taken down repeatedly, he's not going to fatigue so fast. 
getting back up every single time, and he'll be quicker as well and compete so, with the speed of Stipe. I know that you can definitely improve your cardio. So yes. if he is to improve his cardio, and then, yeah, if he gets taken down a bunch of times and he's still fresh enough to be Francis Ngannou in the third, fourth, fifth, then, yeah, then that means Stipe has to avoid those combinations all five rounds. Yeah. And that, when, that's when, when you, when he, if he gets to throw, say, in total, if he makes it to five rounds and he throws, you know, eight to 10 combos at your head in close range, the stats are, it's, they're working against you. Like, yeah. you, you mean, cause the, all those shots, they're so gnarly if they catch you. And, and getting, evading those big shots by Francis and Steve, he's got to hold him down. He's got to hold him down again. He did it the last fight. But if Francis could not do like Kevin Holland, if Francis Ngannou could come in trim, scramble back up to his right. feet, not let Stipe rest after the takedown, yeah. and continue the fight on the feet rather than letting him win the rounds on the ground, that's going to give Francis the best opportunity. But again, I want to see what he comes in at on the scale. If, if he's anything under 260, I'd be happy. If he's around 255 or so, I think we're going to see a trimmer. And I think we've seen a trimmer, Francis, lately. When he first came in the UFC, when he still had the braids, the dreads in yeah, his hair, yeah. He was a huge man. Yeah. Uh, and now, I don't know if it's because he changed his haircut style or he trimmed down leaner. as well. He looks leaner. Yeah. He looks more cut. What about striking? Because I know that he had, I mean, obviously the hardest puncher in MMA, but, yeah. but combat sports, I think it's not it. like I don't, I don't, I'm not impressed by any leg kicks I've ever seen him throw. And I don't mm -hmm. feel like his combinations are flashy. Yeah. And, and, and he is super new in this game. Could he not learn to be uh, a little more technical? Yeah, yeah, and or, then and then make it even more. Because if he think about it, if he was a little bit faster with his hands and a little bit like more fakes and yeah. and actual skills instead of just raw power, mm -hmm. on top of if he touches you, you go to sleep. He's got a lot of natural ability, and I hate to take anything away from Francis, but the first time I saw him fight in the UFC, it was like a double uppercut knockout, and uh, I forgot who he was fighting. But I saw right away the uppercut is a, a a punch that to me never came natural. It's one I had yeah. to develop. You know, most natural punches are overhands. That's yeah. what you throw in a club or in a street fight when you're a kid. <laughs> you don't usually throw technical uppercuts. He has a very natural technical uppercut where he doubled up on the uppercut, which okay. is even more tough to learn. A double yeah. uppercut. It's not like a natural body movement. And so that he has what I'm getting at is he has a natural ability to throw odd angled punches. And he's had a natural ability to have huge power. And so that has taken him so far in his career, where he gets in an exchange and one of his, one of his powerful they come in awkwardly, punches, so you don't from weird angles. Right. You're not used to seeing those angles, right? And they take your head off. All he has to do is land. At this point, they're brawl shots. It's an uppercut hook. They really are. But look at the Rosenstruck. The like Rosenstruck knockout in that 30 punch seconds is not a re that. I mean, it's an amazing punch of the power of it. But boxing but he, coaches would not, be losing his their hand shit was over fast, it. under his shorts when yes. he threw that. It's everything they say not to do. Don't let your hand get far away from your face. Yeah. He can get away with it because he's such a big, scary man. Um, he needs to tighten it up against. Uh, uh, he needs to tighten it up against Stipe because Stipe is a, a, a more of a technical boxer. But we look at when you look at this matchup, neither man is really dynamic in their MMA game. Stipe, I would say, is more dynamic because he's yeah. great at mixing boxing to wrestling, boxing to wrestling. He could outbox the majority of the division, and if you give him some danger on the feet, he will take you down. He'll fall back on that, that wrestling cage. background. Scott. Everything. Good. All that stuff. Francis Ngannou, Francis is known for his power and the awkward angles and just taking your head off. But he's not, like you said, he's not throwing a tremendous amount of head kicks. He doesn't really have a ground and pound uh, or take you down. If he gets you down, he can hurt you, but he doesn't really take you down. So it's going to be really more of a boxing match. 
that Francis needs to stay on his feet and not get out wrestled and can keep it as a boxing match. Right. Yeah, that's his best chances. But it's going to be uh, one of those fights, man, that uh, I hope it's not one of these fights, rather, that everybody's saying this is the biggest, baddest, two biggest, baddest men on the planet. And then it's five rounds, 25 minutes of getting taken down. And we're like, damn it. Why didn't he feel that hole? Why didn't he get better at that? I really, I really don't hope that it's that. Yeah, for Francis' sake, because I feel like when he lost to Stipe, that really affected him for a, a minute. Like yeah. He didn't do well for a while after that. Yeah. Well, I think that was after that. I think he came and lost to the Black Beast in the most dull fight ever right. in MMA history. I mean, that wasn't really a fight. But yeah, this is his moment, man. And um, Stipe's a great champion. He's pretty much what they say, the GOAT, right? Yep. But Francis, I'm just being honest. He looks more like the baddest man on the planet. I mean, if he yep. was the champion, like it think about sense. how much you could promote this guy. I mean, they, yeah, he, he's he's kind of more promotable, I guess you would say. And if they ever they've they've teased the idea of doing UFC Africa someday, and if you can imagine the uh, baddest man on the planet yep. is uh, an African fighter. I think he's from uh, Cameroon. Is that yep, Cameroon? Yep, yep. Uh, man, that would be. I mean, now you're talking about countries nations everybody watching like a draw like a b was he's already a big name but now if he becomes a champion he's fighting in africa one yep. day this is big numbers again they've got a huge star again well all the best to both those guys tyron woodley i would be the most concerned about out of everybody on this card mm -hmm. and the one the weekend before because i don't you can't lose you can't couple losses in a row now he said he had three. a bad night against usman what katie three losses in a is row is it three yeah yeah Holy crap! I thought yeah. it was two or three now. Yeah, and it's and then they're, and they're kind of bad too. Like yeah. it just seemed like he wasn't. They didn't look great. Yeah. Oh yeah, you're right because it was uh, Usman, it was Covington, and Burns. It was Burns. Yeah. And, and all bad. three of them. I hate this. I say this with respect because you know, Willie's. He you know he's done a lot. I, yep. I got nothing against Willie. Is what I'm saying. But he was dominated in all three fights. I mean, yeah. if, if I remember correctly, other than the Covington fight, he was stopped because of the rib injury. But yep. other than that, he pretty much lost 25 minutes yep. uh, in a row. And so now he's going up against a guy, Vicente Luque, who doesn't have quite the wrestling, has tremendous jiu-jitsu, but doesn't have the wrestling to take him down. So now if he's not going to have his back against the fence for 25 minutes, Woodley has to take advantage of this opportunity and let those hands fly. Man, let those hands fly. Or, yeah. or like your life, definitely your career, but like your life depended on it because I'm. we're all, oh, as fans, four. sick of watching you stand there. Yeah, yeah. That's your that's your thing lately is you just stand there and then- He's like, gun shy. He's yeah. gun shy now. Yeah. Like you got to go. And to be that fast and that strong, Show that, yeah. Like, be first. You know what it comes with? It comes with it comes with age uh, in two ways. W when you get older, you get a little bit slower, right? And so yeah. Woodley was always great at covering distance. He would cover distance with an explosive switch step overhand, yeah. and land it on your jaw and crack you. He's older now, man. Only uh, Woodley is. I think he. We're the same. I think he's thirty nine. Okay. He, he's not in his prime anymore. He doesn't have that explosion. He can't oh, cover wow. distance as much anymore. And then the other so thing, people that comes, can rate it, and they're not there for it. Yeah, he's just. I feel like his his mind wants him to go, but his body's not doing it. He's like, Hey, I know I, how that I, is. You know how that is right. <laughs> I used to do this, and I used to just go without thinking, and now my body just yeah. doesn't go. I'm telling it to go, and it's not going in my mind. The other part of getting older is you get wiser, right? And you're like, oh, but it's so dangerous over there. Yeah. I know I need to go there. And I know everybody's saying, let your hands fly. And the coaches are saying, go for it. 
But man, it's so dangerous. And I just want to stay here where I feel comfortable and I feel in control. But if you're going to go in four, you might as well go out on your shield in this one. And Vincente Luque is a guy that stays stationary. This is a great opportunity for Willie to just go and show what he's got and right. explode and let it go. Would you say that uh, they would let go of Woodley if he loses this fight? Wow. I mean, I haven't even crossed that bridge they yet. They dropped Dos Santos. You know what I think they would do is um, maybe force him out. And and I uh, what I mean I by that like is I feel like Dana's wanted him out for a long time. Dana never loved Woodley, right? And, and Woodley Woodley's never. Woodley's a hard him... guy to deal with. We were friends, and then he came on my show, yeah. ages ago to talk about his new album, and I was like, yeah. "Come on, dude!" And he and he got mad at me for not respecting his music abilities, and I was like, "That's yeah. not fair, dude!" Like, we're kind of friends, and I'm just being honest. You you know me enough to know that. If you aren't a real musician and you're trying to drop out and drop an album because you're an MMA fighter that's yeah. got the belt, I'm gonna bring that up. You know what right. I mean? I'm not hating on you. I'm good. I hope you sell a bunch of records, but you're not a real musician. You can't rap. You're not very good at it. Right. You're an amazing fighter. And he was like, "You don't know me. You don't know my fucking DJs and all this other." And shit. so you were you were somewhat open book. You were honest on yeah, that. Yeah, and, and he, he got mad, and I thought he was joking, and he even called one of my friends, his, his trainer that worked at my gym. And he came up to me, he's like, yo, man, did you say some shit to Woodley? And I was like, yeah, why? And he's like, he just called me to say, you know what I mean? Like, fuck that guy. And he, then he DM me on Instagram a couple of times saying, you know, like, fuck you, clout chaser. And I'm like, I'm Damn. I'm not even posting it. I'm, yeah. I only just said, like, your song is shit. It's not a very good song. <laughs> what the fuck, it, man? It, it, Have you it heard it? Yeah. How well is it on the charts? How yeah. well did it do? It's, it wasn't Nobody good. Nobody bought it. It wasn't a very good song. Amazing fighter, right. you fucking yeah. asshole. And, 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 and I'll, say, I'll say that even <laughs> other artists slash me? fighters that I know agreed in the same thing that you're saying. I mean, I, look, the general public didn't I feel like that was a bad idea to do that. I feel like you were winning. You were the champion. You brought out an album. You started doing like live rap things yeah. on stage. And you, you should have been at the gym. Well, well, this is this is the thing. When we get back to the conversation about Dana never, defense. Dana never loved Tyron, right? Yeah. Uh, but Tyron didn't make it easy on a relationship. No, I you agree. know, he was a guy that when he became the champion, Tyron. See, the reason I respect Tyron is because he's a businessman. But there's the other side, the things that you're talking about, and then sometimes not showing uh, everything he's got in the fight. I was going to say, then fans, there's other fights where he won, where he didn't pull the trigger. There was the right. where it was a, the Wonder Boy fights that were not exciting. I respect the business side of it because when he became champion, he said, I got to make the most of money. When you become champion, it's like all of a sudden my salary goes up to here, right? Now yeah. everything gets better and bigger. So he would always try to elongate that for as long as possible yeah. and become the champion to the very end where they'd say, we're going to strip you of your title unless you fight. And then he would say, well, I want to only fight this guy. Yeah. And then he would have that conversation and that argument with the UFC. And that's why Dana didn't like him right. because he was playing the hand too much. And Tyron was just trying to do what was best for Tyron. And so it's it's a two-way street here, man. But at the end of the day, if Tyron wants to secure his job, he needs to win this fight. He needs to do something spectacular. If he loses his fight and he's 4-0, I could see, like you said, like some of the other champions, they let go. Even like a Rashad Evans, who everybody loved. Rashad Evans was loved, but he went 4-0-4 at the end of his career. And I think... I don't know what happened to make him retire, but I think they just pretty much let him know. Like, like we, we think it's best that you retire and people right. kind of ease him out. And he was a love fighter. So with Tyron that has a mixed crowd, either way, he just has to win this. His back you against got, the wall. If you go off, you got to think about, if you think about, if you actually cared about your career, if you go off with all you've got on this guy, mm -hmm. win, lose, or draw, 
it you it'll be like fuck yeah man he he went for at least he went for it not to mention i still say if he goes for it he wins yeah i think he's a beast he's got a great opportunity vicente luque i love this guy's style but it's very dutch muay thai in my opinion he's a he's a brazilian guy but He's, he plays high guard, keeps his yeah, hands yeah, yeah. up, and he just stays right here. He doesn't really back up too much. He's right. very stationary. It's going to be an alley fight. If, he, if Tarnak yeah. doesn't start cracking, it's going to be bad for him. He's fine with covering and counter. I'll cover counter. Yeah. But what that allows, it allows Woodley to now explode and have a target still remain there. Right. So he can hit this target. It, uh, it might get blocked, and you might get countered, but there will be a target in place for you to go if you decide to pull that trigger. Right. Another reason why he should win this fight, and if he doesn't, he shouldn't yeah. be there. Sean O'Malley. Everybody loves O'Malley. O'Malley. I hope your ankle's okay. If I'm yeah. Thomas, do I kick Almeida? Do I kick you in the leg? Yeah. I, like, he, do I calf kick your ass in the first three seconds? He has. Because you have some pussy ass legs. He, he has lost and almost lost twice because of the legs. Right. Remember that I, one fight? As a stretch. I'm, I'm, I, Almeida wins and he gets to go up in the ranks. He gets more money. It's a big name that you get to beat. Is that a bad, am, am I a bad sportsman for going, Man, you do you don't like leg kicks. Yeah. Oh no, no, yeah, I would right totally. That's open. okay, right? Yeah, yeah, go go to town on it. You yeah. know, if that's if that's an area that he and you're. I mean, to be honest, you're right. As funny as it sounds, go to target his leg. But I can't remember that fight. That the I think it was like a Thai guy uh, a couple of years back. But uh, the one where he did O'Malley did the interview from his back, he couldn't even stand right. up from a couple leg kicks. And then this fight, you know, he got hit in that funny bone in the leg. Even if it doesn't work, Cheeto, you've got to know, you've got to believe that O'Malley thinks if in the fight, in the first couple of minutes, I throw some kicks low down there and they hit, he, in his mind, he's going to be like, shit. Yeah. Am I standing on my, like, he's Not got again. Every, when he plants yeah. his foot, he's going to be like, is my foot still working? In his yeah. head, he's thinking that, which means now you've got him thinking about that foot. You know what I mean? Start going up top yeah. or what? just start going because he's going to be wor- – I'd be worried about it if I was O'Malley. I know everyone talks a mean game about how his legs get hurt, but at this point, kind of does look like your legs get hurt. Kind of like uh, Cowboy with with body shots. Yeah. Got dropped a, a like, couple fights in a row with body shots, and I was like, man, if I was good and I was fighting him, I'd be going for the body. Going for the liver. Yeah. He doesn't love the liver shots. See? Um, Almeida um, – I had another another good matchup for both guys, I think, because um Almeida is very uh diverse in his striking attack, right? A lot of kicks, knees, elbows. Um very uh, stri- uh fan-friendly striker, but he's also good for O'Malley because Oma- uh, Almeida is kind of um a target. Uh, yeah. he'll take it, he'll look to counter kind of the same way that Luke does. Um he'll he'll put his hands up, he'll sit there in the pocket, he'll go combo for combo. It's a bad idea to wait for O'Malley to throw shit. Well, that's the thing. O'Malley is is so good at sniping right. people, right? He wants it. He's a longer guy. He moves very fast and smoothly. So you kick him in the leg, but yep. Yeah, and so you got to take away those legs, right? You kick him in those legs. When he's when he's got that bladed stance, you do a couple calf kicks right yeah. there early. You clinch him up against the cage, tire him down, and then you go to work. But if you sit in the pocket with O'Malley and you're a stationary target, we saw it uh, O'Malley's two fights ago with the guy with the mustache and blanking on his name all of a sudden. But yeah, he's going to take your head off, man. He's, he's a sniper at it. Well, I think everybody learned a lot. I know uh, everybody now knows which is the most powerful strike, and it is the people's <laughs> elbow. So we're glad we could break that down for you. Thanks, everybody. Listen to the show. Thanks, Joe Bam, for your professional opinions, of Always. course. And uh, make sure you check us out on YouTube and you know iTunes and all that stuff. Give us a review because we're trying to make this a proper MMA show. And without you, that's not going to happen. So see you next week.
Thanks, guys. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com podcast. Easier said, done.